Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Hi, welcome to this uh, episode of Photo Mission Focus. And you might notice that there's uh, a new guest co-host. Um, Cara Jane from Pixels and Spice Photography is joining me at the desk for the next couple of weeks and she'll be tackling some of the subjects that we'll be talking about while Terry's away interstate. So um, without further ado, let's welcome Cara Jane to Focus and let's get the conversation started and get this, epi- this week's episode rolling. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Um, Cara Jane sitting in with me again. Hi Cara, how are you? Hi, good. Good thanks Stephen. Good evening. Yeah, it's great. It's been a little bit rainy today but I mean it's other than that it's been a pretty good day how about your day yeah not too bad well Wednesdays are mine at the moment I'm on, on a break from um study so I uh filled it in with plenty <laughs> 50 <laughs> other things but uh laundry wasn't one of them so so what we're talking about today is the value of personal projects it's kind of an interesting one because um have you done anything in the personal project space or I definitely have um I think and when I was when I was thinking about this topic um I sort of, and we'll get onto you know trade for print uh, work afterwards. I, I in my mind kept slipping between the two, and I'm like, no, there is actually a, de- a definite definition or split between what is a personal project and what is a trade for print project, um, which we'll get to a bit later. So, in my sort of view, I see personal projects like those ones that you do for yourself. So they they may or may not be related to a skill set um, or something that you are, are doing at school or uh, something that you actually are working towards, or it could purely be, be just for an interest, for, for the joy of it. So with personal projects, um, I'd probably say, um, you know, I photograph my, my family and friends um, and I make photo books, which we've spoken about in, a, in yep. an earlier segment. Um, but personal projects could also be things like um, I haven't yet, but I'm really keen to try astrophotography. And for me, I don't personally ever plan to make any commercial work out of astrophotography, but I just think it is incredible. So that for me would be for the personal joy of it. Yeah. Yep. How about yourself? Yeah, look, I've done a few. I've done a couple of long-term ones. I've got one that I've been doing for a long, long time. I've been shooting a series of different things that, that no one's really seen, but it's it's more for me. And I remember I did a road trip for the US a few years ago and I set myself a personal um, project of shooting fire hydrants. Okay. Well, look, that's very specific. Yes, because <laughs> because I've seen some fire hydrants and I was just fascinated by the different shapes and the different colours in different in the different states. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to, all this trip, I'm going to make it my goal to try and shoot a fire hydrant in every city that we visit. That so is, that is, that is funny. It <laughs> makes me think of my trip to Europe last year. I became fascinated with gates and doors, but I yeah, never well, really door, thought doors of it. Is actually, believe it or not, <laughs> doors is, doors is something that a lot of people shoot yeah. as a personal project. Oh, okay. Well, so t- tell us more about these fire hydrants. But yeah, that just made me think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, the, the idea was basically is, you know, it just gives you another purpose when you, you're actually looking. And, and I suppose as you're kind of looking for the fire hydrants, you're seeing a lot of other stuff that you're shooting as well. Mm. Um, but I, I think the, the the idea is that, I mean, I've done heaps of different ones. Sometimes I'll set myself a personal project where um, I'll shoot with a particular lens. You know, I'll just try and shoot as much with, say, a 50 mil. Mm-hmm. Um which makes challenges you a little bit because you've got to work a bit harder for the shots because we're used to zooms and stuff. But um, but I think the the value in personal projects is that 
it's it is for you, mm. but it does help your skill set. So what it does is basically it helps you gain skills and shoot stuff that maybe you hadn't thought about shooting in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it does definitely push you to go outside of your comfort zone and to to try something that, as you say, you you haven't haven't tried in the past or that you're you were keen to um, look into but maybe you don't want that pressure of actually it being for a client job and absolutely um, you know try before you you know sell um, if you're looking at a personal project and you've not done it before like you need to be confident in your skill set before you should really be offering it yep. outside of your home um, and one of my friends was actually telling me um, when he was thinking about um, you know personal projects it is something that you do um, not because it's an opportunity necessarily, but just because also you enjoy it. So um, when I referenced just then, um, you know, astrophotography, I haven't yet done it. But for years and years and years, I've been dreaming about wanting to try this. So I would do that for the the sheer joy. Yes, yep. Um, but then I've also had some um, friends mention to me that they um, they they had a saying called constructive procrastination, and when I was like, oh, what do you mean by that? And they said, well. Um, back in the day, they, uh, you know, would be, you know, working on whatever it is that they were actually meant to be working on, but they would procrastinate and therefore they'd go and pick up their guitar. And so as a matter of being sort of, you know, procrastinating on your actual work, my friend, he's just picked up his guitar and you would just pick it up for a while. And he's become extremely talented as a musician in his guitar playing skills. Yep. So you could look at that like um, any any sort of avenue, but basically because of that that whole lot of procrastination, he's now um, you know he, he would do it to unwind, and he would you know refresh his mind like there's that saying you know just just take five. So I think if you're doing something that you know you're starting to get the mind fog, just you know take a few moments and pick up uh, you know a book and flip through it, or you know if you're going cross-eyed looking at the computer, um, you know, pick up the camera and just, you know, have a look through yep. a few settings for a second and try something completely different. But I really, really liked that saying, um, constructive procrastination, because it just, I mean, it, I loved it. It just, it was such a good example of he became extremely good at something unintentionally yeah. <laughs> as, I, I, as a side project. As a side project, and that's all practice, as we know, yeah. practice makes perfect. So the more mm. you practice, the, the better you're going to get. And I think for a lot of photographers and you're, you know, I've been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of, you know, um, photographers who are very successful and um, all of them will eventually start talking about personal projects that they've shot. And again, it's purely, you know, it's kind of a bit selfish too, like it's for you and you don't have to please them. And it can be, it can be a bit, you know, quirky as well, like it, it doesn't have to be mainstream stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. And I think um, as well, like when it is just for you, it's a very safe to fail environment, which is why a lot of people, um, I would definitely encourage um, them to to think of these side, these side projects. Like I personally don't have something um, on the go right now just because I've got a lot of other um, actual pieces um, on the go. But yeah, they can only be, you know, limited by your imagination, I imagine. Yeah, well, look, it is. It, like I said, it, it's... Um... It's something that you can basically um, just go off and do. There's no pressure. And the other thing is um, some people do set themselves a personal project, but they set themselves a fairly tight timeline. And a lot of pros said to me, you know what, I tend to not, not give myself a timeline. So I don't say, hey, look, in the next three months, I'm going to shoot all this stuff. Um, they leave it fairly fluid and fairly open because mm. things change. Like you said at the moment, you've got a lot of other things happening. 
So, which means, and the beauty about personal projects is you can put them on the back burner mm-hmm. while you deal with life and, you know, everything else that's happening. That is true. Uh, and then you can pick them back up again and continue on with them. One of the little tricks I do is I've got in my um, uh, study at home, I've got some of the images from one of my long-term personal projects. I print them out and I put them on the wall just mm-hmm. to keep, just to make me remember okay. what I'm doing. <laughs> I like that. And um, I actually have a book at home. Um, it's not one that I've I've stuck to by any means, but it's actually called 52 Weekend Projects. So 52 weeks in a year, uh, the intention is that you um, could hypothetically flip through this book and each and every single week pick up one of the projects and, you know, not necessarily in chronological order, but do a project. So you'd have to be very, very... Um, firm with yourself <laughs> to to actually follow through with that but yeah I, I do occasionally flip through it and I just thought it was a really good little piece of um, encouragement yes to get out there and try something completely random and different and I think look you've 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 hit on something there about that because there's a lot of um, 52 week challenge type mm. scenarios mm-hmm. the 365 projects where people um, every day will go out and take a photo um, and that that's a personal project because mm. you you're not doing it to produce an image that you're going to try and sell or all that. It's personally just for you to, to a reason to pick up the camera, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, with myself as well, I, as a photographer, I um, do quite a lot of post-processing. So a lot of work in Lightroom and Photoshop um, on like a general level. Um, but I am quite interested in the fine art side of it as well. So like I see, for example, these um uh, these prints in there, they just look like this um, completely out of this world galaxy that is so aesthetically mind-blowing. And I think, okay, well, if I, I grab a photograph and I, you know, really think about how can I composite, bring that all together. Um, so as a personal project, again, no intention at all of it probably ever leaving my office, um, but it's just for the satisfaction that I've, you know, challenged myself and I'll probably YouTube and Google and look for a few tips Um on skill sets in Photoshop and or Lightroom. And I, I push myself to that next level. And I think um, something that I was saying there about satisfaction is it's it's hard enough these days to um, please everyone, but I think it's far more satisfying if you at least impress yourself first. So when you have these little wins, these little personal projects without that pressure of there being a client or maybe necessarily a deadline, it's really fulfilling. Yes, yes. And I think, look, the, um, I was speaking to a photographer a few weeks ago on the other podcast um, and talking about um, the APAS, the Australian Institute of Professional Photography mm-hmm. Awards. And quite often people will actually shoot something for that, you know, that, and they'll spend quite a lot of time, maybe 20, 30 hours on a single image mm. in post, getting it, you know, exactly right. And, and, just remember there's photographers saying, you know, obviously I don't spend that amount of time on my clients' images, but the things that I learn while doing that image filter down and I kind of incorporate them to my workflow. So it it kind of acts as a kind of a, um, you you learn through that something you're doing for yourself. Yeah. But it does help you in your workflow. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, fair enough. They're saying, you know, they wouldn't spend 20, 30 hours on a client's job necessarily depending on who their client was (laughs) Um, but I absolutely agree with that saying the things that you learn either as a completely random um, act like I 
probably wouldn't use the liquify tool in Photoshop all that often because I don't, um, you know, I don't often um, edit, uh, you know, that's quite um, often used in fashion photography or so forth to make people thinner. So I don't edit yes, a lot yep. of my um, models yep. to, to change their shape. And, but I, and I think I'm touching on that, that there's been a bit of a, a groundswell that not to actually not to use that. Not That's to use right. That type yeah, of but um, but actually just learning about what it is and what it does, what it can be used for, and potentially alternate uses. Um, and that that's just obviously one example. It definitely does work its way into your workflow. Like we all we all start somewhere, and I am self taught with Photoshop and Lightroom, um, including you know watching. Um, the YouTube tutorials and the odd friend and I, you know, spending an afternoon together. So your workflow does improve and does dramatically increase um, as far as um, efficiencies. So even though you may just, you know, think, oh, this is just a, a weekend just playing, you know, around in the in the office and learning that tool or learning this tool or learning how to um, create composites or, um, you know, some sort of refining structure, it definitely does lead you to be a better um, business yes, yep. in, in your own time then when you are actually using that for a professional service because we all start somewhere. You're not going to be an expert in every tool of the trade or every you know mechanism of your camera exactly. from the get-go. And look, um, and on personal projects, post can be mm. a personal project, just learning new techniques in post. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. learning how to use a liquefied tool even though you're not going to necessarily use it to change people's shape or whatever, but just to have a play with it. Yeah, and just cr- use that to create some stuff that probably people may never see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but just basically going into every facet of, you know, what what does this do? Mm-hmm. How does this change an image? Um, what's that do to it? And I think from that you learn things that are, are really useful mm. that you can then up later apply. Oh, definitely. And and if I do ever watch a um, a tutorial online or I'm reading about a tutorial even and I don't understand what it is that they've just referred to, then I, I make a mental note and um, I've got my, my desk looks like a island of post-it notes. <laughs> yep. um, so I, I make a little mental note to go back and look at something afterwards Um and it, it leads me, I guess, not necessarily to personal fully-fledged projects but personal little bits of learning um, that I then incorporate into my other projects. And I've, I've over the last few years as well, particularly as I've pushed myself um, down this journey, can see the um, leaps and bounds, to be honest, that I've come from where I was to where I am. And that's from pursuing things in my personal time um, for no commercial gain, just to, to learn, to go, oh, what does that do? Uh, do I like, you know, that skill or do I like that sort of editing technique or do I not? And then I've applied it when necessary. Yep. And look, that the, those personal projects can become great milestones to look back on your work mm. to see how you've actually progressed and see how you've changed, how your style's developed. So having those personal projects sometimes, like I said, is can be like, you know, benchmarks like, you can measure how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I've got a girlfriend as well who's um, actually um, accredited with the AIPP and she does personal projects in um, – she goes out to sort of the farms um, in rural ACT and, and, you know, loves photographing the wildlife and also landscape. But she um, does, you know, military contracts, so contracted work for the Commonwealth Government and, um, yeah, you know, a personal project of hers is, you know, going off and taking photographs of the highland cows. Yeah, which is something. <laughs> and, it's, and it's lovely and she just does that to get away and escape for the weekend. I think, look, um, when everyone first picks the camera up, there's something that draws them to them. So, mm. so it's usually they've captured something they love and that's been the hook so mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. do that. So I think, um, and we've talked about this about 
getting burnt out. So mm. if you're kind of in and you're doing, you know, shooting a particular, you know, style of, say you shoot headshots, you know, day in, day out, after a while that can kind of be quite draining and mm-hmm. and stifle your creativity, I think, mm-hmm. because you're not, you know, you're just stuck in a little bit of a, yeah, in a, yeah, you're right. And um, I mean, well, you know, my girlfriend, as an example, she's you know taking photographs of um, of uh, commercial and government buildings, and then she'll just go off on the weekend for her own time, just to to let her hair down and to go and sort of recharge out in nature. Um, you know, she takes her cat with her. <laughs> she goes away to a cabin yep. somewhere, and um, yeah, we'll take these these photographs of the you know the gorgeous landscapes or the farm animals. Um, and for myself, um, like I I do a bit of event photography, a bit of portraiture photography. But um, yeah, I'll just I'll take my camera off down to um, like Bribie Island, down to the beach. And um, I'll dabble a little bit in, you know, macro photography, which I'm, I'm sort of trying to upskill myself in um, and get amongst the dunes and all the, the flowers and the things there just to recharge. Yes, yes, and I think so. And look, if you remember, like, a lot of people, that's, you know, where they might end up with their photography, but quite often they did start out just taking pretty landscapes mm. or pictures of their cat <laughs> or dog or whatever. I mean, that's how people quite often got interested in photography mm-hmm. and and that so I think look for people who's starting out in photography and, and maybe are trying to work out how to keep that you know how do I grow mm-hmm. as a photographer is to actually set yourself a goal whether it be a challenge where it's a weekly challenge or whether it be um, something that you just go and seek out like the doors or gates mm. you know in it's in your maybe in your local uh, locality where you live go and shoot as many you know, interesting trees or fences or something like that. Mm. And you uh, learn a lot. You do you learn, learn a lot, lot because, you know, <laughs> particularly, I mean, I, I quite like fences because of, you know, the leading lines in, mm-hmm. in fences and, it's, you know, some places you go, there's these really rustic looking fences and others are really kind of modern and mm-hmm. but um, great symmetry to them and, like I said, sometimes, you know, there's those good leading lines. So Yeah. And like I said, so there's, there's no kind of – with personal projects, there is no – rules that's right there's no which is great and i know i mentioned it before but the the ability to feel safe to fail so of course we still have some expectation of ourselves. you don't want to set out to fail but if you have the flexibility to go okay all right look i'm just learning let's just let's just pick ourselves up and try this again that didn't work out um but also celebrate those moments if you do get something and you're just like yes i got that like that just looks amazing um, yeah, it's 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 either or. So yep. it's okay to you know take things slowly or give yourself a little bit of a challenge at the same time. Yep. The other thing you can do with personal projects is sometimes you don't always have your camera with you. Mm. So, but quite often you might have your your camera phone. Mm-hmm. So camera phone is a great tool to use to create a personal project because you've got it with you all the time. So when you see something interesting might be just the angles or the way the light's falling or something like that, don't have to have your DSLR camera with you No. to do a personal project. You can do it all on your phone. Yeah, yeah. And um, particularly I think if you're uh, like you're a city worker, like my, I have another job, which is a corporate job um, as well as my photography, if you're just walking around alleyways, like I'll often get my phone out if I'm just, you know, on a, on a lunchtime walk to get a breather away from the office and I'll, I'll find somewhere new and I'm just like, oh, this place is amazing. And so yeah. I'll get the phone out and actually it's almost like a visual diary for me that I'll take photographs with my phone of particular things and of particular areas. But then I also 
find that it's just familiar to fall into that, oh, let, this angle looks nice and let me take a photograph from this angle. It's not not just a placeholder, but I don't know. Maybe I get some strange looks. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually immersed um, in my moment, but it is it is good, yeah, just to, I, I think, use your phone if you've got it on you, but also use it as an opportunity to memorise something and then, then go back there with your actual that, camera right. if you wish to. That's right. And like I said, you know, sometimes you will just, like I said, wander down a laneway that you hadn't previously mm. been down and you'll see, you know, an amazing doorway or something. You're, oh, geez, if I put someone in that doorway, they'd look fantastic. Um, you lock that away in your memory bank, like I said, and sometimes taking a photo of your phone will just help you remember it as well. Yeah, and there's actually, if anyone is listening who is based in Brisbane City, there are actually some little fairy doorways around yes. some alleys. You have to look for them, but they're there. So that's a little little photo challenge. Go and find the fairy well, doorways. Well, actually, I, I can tell you in Brisbane, <laughs> there's over 400 pieces of hidden street art. Oh, well, there you go. So they're hidden in light fixtures, um, mm-hmm. oh, yes. sides of buildings. Yeah. They're all over the place. So they're, they're well worth to go and try and seek out. So can... maybe in your local locality there's something that um, is kind of you know, it's kind of hiding in plain sight and you just haven't found it. Mm. So should we give away some ideas? Like I just thought of some, but I don't want to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some animals in some high places that yes. are man-made. There is, there is, yeah. Yeah. And they're blue in colour. Are the ones you're talking about? I think, I think so. There is some blue ones. <laughs> so we could be Brisbane. talking about different things. Maybe we are. Maybe we are. <laughs> but look, um, I think look, definitely some value in um, setting yourself a personal um, project to help mm-hmm. grow your photography. Don't be. Don't have to make it too rigid. Um, we'll make it as rigid as you like. You mm. can. You might be a person who really needs to make it rigid to make you to push yourself. To push to do yourself, it. and yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So you got to find what you're comfortable with, and mm-hmm. and basically then set your own rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you never have to show anyone, but if then if you do get to the end of it and you're really pleased with it, then, yeah. then maybe share it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's it. Like going back on where I said the um, the personal satisfaction of doing something to please yourself first I think is worth more than, you know, doing it to please others. But then if you can share it with other people, then absolutely. And yeah. and you may find that you've dabbled in something um, photographic like I'm, I'm dreaming but astrophotography and, you know what, maybe an opportunity would come my way if I just pursue that as a lot of people do start as hobbyists or yes. enthusiast photographers in a particular field and then they just get their break um, because they're that passionate about it that an opportunity comes along and it's the power of yes as well if that opportunity comes knocking not to get – um, afraid or, or shied away from taking the leap to, yep. to do something that might be next level from your personal project. Exactly. All right. Well, I think um, we've probably hopefully convinced people there is value in personal projects and they'll hopefully go out and embark on one of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone got any comments, they can leave uh, leave it in the comments section or if you've got an idea for a, a subject for us to talk about in the future. But um, thanks for joining me, Cara, and um, see you next time. Thanks. See you, Stephen. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.